Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800 715 6093 converted his living room into a virtual museum dedicated to the legacy of Philo Farnsworth, the inventor of television. Phil's virtual museum is available online at thehistoryoftv.com and includes, among other things, the most impressive collection of vintage TV sets you will ever see. We actually became enamored with with sort of eccentric televisions, uh-huh. televisions designed like spacecraft or yes. flying saucers and swivel screens and pop-ups. And then as time went on, somebody said, well, you know, these are all very kooky and fun, but mm-hmm. you know, there is, there's a lot of history in TV. So for example, this one looks like the astronaut's helmet. This one has the earth is the speaker and the red planet is the remote control eye. This Panasonic set from 1971 there's not a right angle on it. It looks like a flying saucer. And these images are all online? All online. Okay. And we even gave you turnarounds so you can see them from all sides. Okay. First plastic was called Bakelite. It could withstand a lot of heat, so it was used for not only televisions and radios, but cooking uh, ware. So Bakelite TV. Mm-hmm. Here's the RCA that they, they had a half a million of them ready to go off the assembly line as soon as the war ended. It was like the Model T of televisions. Uh, the very first Sony. It was AC and DC. It could work on a battery. You could take it to the beach. Yes. And it had a little sun visor, like That's a baseball cool. hat, to cover the, the eye. So where do you find all these old sets, Phil? Well, when I began, it was very difficult. You would hear of somebody or you'd meet a collector. Then they invented the Internet. Yes. And eBay, and it suddenly became so easy. Yeah. For example, that set over there is from France. It only was issued in 1957. The one with the wings? Yeah, it never worked <laughs> in this country. But to me, it's as beautiful as a 57 Corvette. Yeah. Somebody had one in, in their garage in Connecticut. They didn't know how it even got there. And so what would be an impossible task suddenly became very easy. They just shipped it, and now I have the Teleavia from 1957. Just standing in Phil's um, museum, the the TV set wing of the museum. Oh, come on. It's also my living room. Okay, well, I know, but I'm creating an image. Okay. <laughs> in the mystique. We, well, actually, the, 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 all the TVs are displayed on these stands that were built for the Emmys one year when they okay. rented my TVs. and we. So you're, you're repurposing props. We're repurposing uh, <laughs> old pieces of set. Yeah. So it really does look like a cool museum, and thank you for 
for recognizing it as so. Yeah, but this the, is one the, of my the, favorite sets here, and probably the last one I'll point out. Okay. Uh, TV sets are very expensive. $325 in the 40s is like 1000 Yes. So that's why that one person would have a TV and everybody in the neighborhood would come to watch it. Mm -hmm. So the pilot radio company figures if they can take some of these pre-war tiny tubes, about three inches, mm -hmm. and they could sell a TV for less than $100, they'd clean up. So for $99.95, you could buy the pilot TV. Wow. But as you see, the screen is so small that this is actually the set that all the mothers said, don't sit so close, you'll go blind. <laughs> so for Christmas, they made a magnifier. The picture that's maybe the size of my thumb. So that was early TV. So they made a fortune, but all the kids would put their eyeballs on the screen, which, which went up to about oh, 350 that, degrees. That makes, yeah, that, now that makes sense. That makes sense if they're, if they're, if they're then, sitting that close to see a picture that small. So that was the story of yeah. don't sit so close, you'll go blind. That's, that's interesting. And my mother, of course, would always say, why don't you do something constructive with your life instead of watching television? Thank God I didn't listen to her. Well, yes and no. I mean, you, you weren't just watching television. This is all going on in your head, you know, and you're seeing the possibilities. So you're watching television in a way that goes beyond just sitting in front of the screen. Well, I had been to art school at UCLA. And then when I went to work in television and started producing documentaries on the history of television, I did the history of CBS and of NBC and of HBO, history of the Disney studio and the Fox studio and the Warner Brothers studio, worked on comedies at HBO for seven years. Yeah. So I did, I was at Disney 17 years. Yeah. So did a lot of shows on the history of, of the media. And when I came back here, I thought, well, I have a few little things, a few little mementos. Yeah. So I made a shrine to television. Mm -hmm. So when the Farnsworth kids came here, uh, we had this shrine to their, to their dad. And there he is in the middle, and he's flanked by the craft TV cameraman and the TV cameraman from the dead from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And then, as all of the great shrines in the world, they have the reliquy were the holiest relics of TVR. <laughs> and since I was in comedy, I have here, well. The can uh, of Spam is the centerpiece. Well, the can of Spam is signed by the members of Monty On Python. Monty Python, yes. Because I co-produced their reunion and show. And you've got a story. And I thought, yeah. what, what could I have them sign? Yeah. A can of Spam. Yes. But uh, these, the, the chimes were Sid Caesar's. Uh, the pen belonged the NBC to Milton Berle. I did a Milton Berle's biography, yes. his 90th birthday yes. show. And he left his cigar in my ashtray. Yeah. So when I, I ran out to the car, and before he left, I said, uh, uh, Milton, would you sign your butt for me? <laughs> and he laughed, and he said, why? I said, well, because I'm building a shrine. Yeah. And I know, you know, the, the Vatican has St. Peter's shinbone. Mm -hmm. Could I at least have St. Milton's butt? And so that is the centerpieces I have. Then I thought, well, if I could have Milton's butt, I could have Bob Hope's balls. Bob Hope's golf balls. And uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the button belonged to Danny Kaye, and yeah. that was his invitation to see the launch of Apollo 11. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny Thomas used to give you a medallion from St. Jude, whether you asked for it or not. Right, because that was his, that was his charity. Right. Here are the, the, the talent uh, press Com uh, co For comic relief. Right. They never picked them up, so at the end of the show, I just took them home. There you go. Well, you know, you could do that sometimes. It only, yeah. The only TV guide cover that's that was solid that was before the That was before the internet, and they put them all on eBay. It's true. Yes. Now, here, and you'll know what this is. This is the silver dollar that uh, Phil got uh, from Jack Benny on Halloween. 
When I was a kid, I grew up in Beverly Hills, and one of our favorite nights was Halloween, because if you went to North Roxbury Drive, Jimmy Stewart lived next door to Lucille Ball and Desi, and they lived next door to Jack Benny. And up the street was were the Gershwins, there was Rosemary Clooney and Jose Ferrer and all their kids. There was Agnes Moorhead, who would bring her costume from Bewitched Home on Halloween and scare the kids. Yes. And uh, Jack Palance was on the street. Anyway, that was prime trick-or-treat material. Absolutely. I went to Jack Benny's house dressed as Santa Claus. He opened the door. He was throwing a party. There was Mr. Burns. There were all these people I knew from television. And he, I said, trick-or-treat. And Jack Benny said, what's your trick? Well, because I was dressed for, like Santa Claus. My mother had made the cotton beard the year, the, for a couple months before. I sang Jingle Bells. And Jack Benny gave me a silver dollar, which I saved. And I remember walking out of there and thinking, on TV, Jack Benny is the cheapest man in the world. In 1957, a silver dollar was a lot of money. A lot of money. I'm thinking, there's a little gap here between the image and the reality. Yeah. We're at the home of Phil Savinick. Phil Savinick, television producer for more than 35 years and the curator of the History of TV. The History of TV, a virtual museum that originates from Phil's home that is dedicated to preserving the legacy of Philo Farnsworth, the inventor of television. It also includes many artifacts from the golden age of television, including the Emmy Award that Jacqueline Kennedy won for hosting the tour of the White House in 1962, as well as the fickle finger of fate from Rowan and Martin's Laughing, as well as many mementos from Phil's career in television. You can see Phil's museum for yourself at thehistoryoftv.com. This one I love is a name card for Walter, Walter Cronkite, Cronkite when he had dinner at the White House. The reason I kept this was I worked with Walter on a few occasions, and one time I dug up the nerve to ask him the question we've all wanted to know. Why didn't you run for president? You're the most trusted man in America. You're the most popular man in America. We've just lived through Nixon. Why didn't you run? And he said, I didn't think it would be fair. He said, nobody knew if I was a hawk or a dove. They didn't care about my politics. They just knew I was on television, and I didn't think that was fair. And you know what I told him? So who do we get instead? Reagan. Yeah. Why? Because he'd been on television. The more things change, the more things stay the same. You can apply that to what's going on today. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have somebody in the office because he was on television. <laughs> Take a quick time out, then we'll talk some more with Phil when we come back on TV Confidential. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. 
be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.